Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Pastoral Thoughts Podcast. This is your host, Jack Young, and today via phone is Dr. Rick Flanders. And Brother Flanders is just one of, uh, I would look up to him as a mentor, and I, uh, I've just known him for years now. He's a pastor, and he's done the work of an evangelist as a pastor, and he's been in evangelism, I think, for close to 10 years now. And one of my favorite uh, evangelists, I, I feel that uh, Brother Flanders is not just a, a preacher, he's a great preacher, but he is truly a revivalist. And here at Lighthouse Bible Baptist Church, he's coming to preach starting on Sunday the 28th through uh, July the 1st. And so we're having a series of meetings with him, and he is with us via phone today, and he's going to help us prepare for revival. Hi, Brother Flanders. Hi, Pastor Young. I am honored to be with you. Well, us as well. Yeah. Well, let me talk a few minutes here with anybody who's listening about how Christian people actually prepare for revival Mm -hmm. and uh, for the meetings that are coming up. This is what I call a revival campaign. A revival is something God does where he uh, revives his people. You know, revive is a word we use physically to mean resuscitate. Mm-hmm. And you know what? A lot of times uh, Christian people are below par and in need of revival. Amen. And yet we, anytime we need one, our God will revive us. And the purpose of the special meetings will be for revival and to give ourselves a chance to introduce our friends to Jesus Christ. And I can't wait to get there. It was great when I was there before. Yes, it and, was. And uh, I'm praying. So now. If you all are actually going to help us get ready, mm-hmm. that's great. Mm-hmm. And I actually have a place in the Bible, I'm not going to preach a sermon to you, that tells you how to prepare for revival and how to prepare, now listen to this, for God to come. Amen. For God to come. You know, uh, in the Old Covenant, the nation of Israel, the way that was set up, they needed God to come in person for mm-hmm. everything to work. Mm-hmm. And under the New Covenant, ever since the day of Pentecost, uh, what we do for Jesus Christ in this dark world uh, doesn't work unless God comes in some way. Amen. And yet he will come. Mm-hmm. So if, if you let me, I'm going to read from Isaiah 40 because I'm really just taking it right out of here and then going to make about uh, five suggestions, okay? Yes, sir. Uh, very, very quickly here. And uh, he says this, The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill shall be made low. And the crooked shall be made straight. And the rough places plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all flesh shall see it together. Now, the the revivalists, that's Isaiah. All the Old Testament prophets were revivalists. Men who were gifted to call God's people back to him. Okay. And there were New Testament revivalists, too. And here's what the plan was. He says, you know what? God will come in person where we'll be able to feel him. He's going to be here in a powerful way. Amen. He'll come if we prepare the way. Amen. And preparing the way is a matter of making a highway. Kings in those days didn't just come to your town on some old gravel trail. It had to be a highway. Mm-hmm. So he says, God says, if you prepare a highway, God will come. And you may remember another revivalist uh, many years later who preached this same formula, prepare a highway and God will come. And that was John the Baptist. 
And you can read his sermon in Luke 3. And it's exactly the same. And when God comes, it's going to be God in the flesh, Jesus Christ. One will come after me. I'm not worthy to unloose his uh, sandals. And uh, that's going to be Jesus Christ. So anyway, but this, I'm not kidding you. It's going to sound extreme, Mm -hmm. but it always works. Always works. If God's people want God to come, here's exactly how to get him to come, okay? He says, raise the low places. If you're going to build a highway that dips in the road, it's not a highway unless they're raised. That's something about dealing with the low parts of our life, mm-hmm. sins. There are regular members at Lighthouse, I think, who live a double life. And if we all knew what they were doing, uh, we'd be shocked. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Whether it's shocking sins or not, we all need to deal with our sins. And I'd like to suggest we do that long before I show up. Amen. We say, I'll repent if he preaches a good enough sermon. See, that's no good. But if we said we'd like to have a real revival, you know what we ought to do? We ought to deal with our sins right now, the ones we know about. God has already told us what the issues are. So we ought to deal with them like today. Okay. Then he says, bring down the high parts. That's what you do when you're building a highway. Lower the high uh, mountains, uh, the top. And that's pride. And mm-hmm. God is offended by pride. And today, it would be good if all of us, including me, uh, were to ask God, am I proud? Am I motivated by pride? Uh, do I puff myself up in my mind? God's always offended by pride. But if we humble ourselves, God will come. There's a New Testament revival promise that says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Amen. See, okay, deliberately humble. Then straighten out the crooked places. You know that. You go down a better road, and you'll find places that have been straightened out. I have seen uh, uh, turnoffs that say this is old Highway 15, you know, because mm-hmm. new Highway 15 is straight. straight. And the old one was crooked. Okay, straighten out the crooked place. The obvious thing is this. You know, many of us have told lies. Did you know mm-hmm. you can never straighten a lie out without telling the truth? Amen. I don't think Christian people to have revival have to tell everybody everything they ever did wrong. I don't think you need to go home and confess all your secret sins. But if you lied about it, it's not right until you tell the truth. And that could be hard. But he said, straighten out the crooked places and I'll come. And there are some people in our lives who are living based on a false perception of reality because we lied to them 10 years ago or last week. So straighten out the crooked places. Smooth out the rough places. Okay. And that would be some things that are not horrible things, but the imperfections in our character. And Jesus Christ came to make us whole. And you know, these phobias and these little things that we excuse, Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, we won't see real revival until we get right down to those things and smooth out the rough places and say, Lord, uh, my crude ways, uh, my selfish ways, my temper, deal with those and deal with them all before the revival meeting and watch God show up in your life. And then in the meetings, we could have an amazing meeting. Now, here are my suggestions. Number one, if Pastor Young calls a prayer meeting, 
that's one of the best places to deal with all these things. Because mm-hmm. a lot more than praying goes on in a prayer meeting. So show up for any prayer meetings or have one in your own family Amen. and talk about these different things about preparing the highway and then talk to God about that and then take action. You know, it says in the book of James, faith without works is dead. dead. Okay. Dead faith. That's faith without action. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, wait a minute. Some people take the verse to mean that you can tell if somebody's really saved by the way they live. And that's not what James 2 is about. Mm -hmm. What it's about is this. Faith calls for action. Like the faith chapter is Hebrews 11, and it says, by faith, Abraham did this. By faith, Moses did this. Mm -hmm. By faith, Enoch did this. In other words, faith goes along with action. So now watch. If I'm praying for things, I need to take action. Like, for example, if I'm praying for lost souls to be saved, I ought to contact somebody. Right, amen. I ought to make an effort to, like, invite them or, uh, by faith, I ought to witness to them, even though maybe I'm not good at witnessing. And take action. Take action. If there's somebody you need to apologize to, let's take care of all of that. So come to the prayer meetings, if they have some, and then take action based on what you're praying about. Then make plans, make plans to show up at all the meetings. I'm going to be there every time you plan to be there. Uh, that right. is the assembling of ourselves together. And as we're allowed to or not allowed to, whatever the pastor said, make mm. plans ahead of time about being there. Amen. And then I want to say this. Take care of what I just read. Take care of sin in your life. Take care of pride. Talk to God about crooked places, about lies, and then rough places. Go and prepare the highway and expect God to come. And you know what? When I think I have done those things, and I'm going to do them, I'm in Mm -hmm. uh, Wisconsin right now, I'm going to tell you what, we'll be ready. We will be ready. And your pastor is going to preach on revival subjects, and I'm going to tell you, there is nothing more predictable about revival meetings where I go then that we're going to see something happen if the preacher's been preparing for it. Amen. And boy, even more, if people who listen to the podcast prepare for it, I tell you, uh, my uh, height of expectancy is through the roof. Amen. Because I'm talking to you right now. And I'll be praying for all of you and all of us. And may God help us see people come to Christ and have revival in our life and in our church. Thank you so much, Dr. Flanders. And, um, well, I'm ready for an altar call right now. And as if I'm under Yay, conviction. Amen. You challenged my heart. And uh, thank you for being with us today. Just real quick before you go, can you tell the people, you've been very, very busy here lately, and tell them what you got going on and let them know how they can pray for you. All right, just keep praying for me. You know, of course, a lot of things seem to shut down. And even for traveling preachers like me, mm-hmm. uh, with the virus coming across our land, which I call biblically a pestilence. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what it is. It's throughout the Bible, pestilences. And God allows them and sends them sometimes. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but you know what? I've been really busy and also seeing miracles. I can't tell you how excited I am. I'm in a certain place right now where the church, just like at the spur of the moment, called for four days of prayer. And they've been meeting all day from 6.30 in the morning till like 9 o'clock at night, several prayer meetings, calling on God for deliverance from the civil unrest, 
for the virus, for our leaders, and mainly for a revival of the saints, that the Church of Jesus Christ might shine in these dark days. These have been amazing days. They never did it before. I've never done it before. That's why I am to help out uh, with them. I was just involved in the Canadian Revival Conference four days about a week ago, Mm -hmm. which was all online by Facebook. And it's something that Canadian revivalists never believed would happen. I never believed it would happen. (laughs) And it only happened because of the virus. With all the restrictions up there in Canada, and you think things are strict in New York State, I'll tell you, Canada, way over the top with, mm. uh, with Prime Minister Trudeau. However, mm. we went ahead and uh, there were like eight preachers, including me, wow. preaching on revival subjects, and they knew, Brother Young, what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows them. They were from the West and Vancouver, British Columbia, all the way to uh, Nova Scotia. It was amazing who was leading independent Baptists of pleading with people to repent and for us to see revival. And there was a widespread interest in tuning into Facebook and hearing these sermons. They were afternoon and night. They were really good. We had a large number of people from, listen to this, Uganda. And it's mm-hmm. definitely Uganda is not in Canada. Right. Okay. And a large number of people from Philippines, the Philippines, hmm. along with Canadians and Americans. That's and a- uh, like amazing. I'm saying, that. Independent Baptist, that's what I am, uh, straight as an arrow, have not had a lot of faith for revival for years. I've been up there again and again. I would say I'm known in Canada, but I'm also controversial. But I, I'm about to tell you something else that will take too much time. But anyway, the idea that there would be a Canadian revival conference attended by people who would never have attended it if it was like it was originally planned at Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, they wouldn't have been able to show up. And also sure. with all the restrictions, mm-hmm. uh, they wouldn't have the money to get there. <laughs> sure. But we had so many folks. The idea of this happening is a divine appointment and way over the top, a miracle. And I'm just going to say in general, for the young, mm-hmm. I am really seeing miracles. That will say God is at work right now among his people and what he's doing is he is preparing us to step up to the plate during this time of crisis. And if you don't recognize this as a historic time of crisis in the history of the United States and of the world, well, then you don't have your eyes open. Right. But God has something he's doing, and he's uh, something for us to do. God has given a great opportunity. We praise the Lord for it. Hey, thank you, Brother Flanders. We love you. He's got a busy day today. He's headed off to prayer meetings and preaching and and things. And so God bless you. We love you. We can't wait to have you come here in just about three weeks, three and a half weeks. Wow. Can't wait. God bless you. God bless you. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, sir.